There comes a point for every writer, no matter how experienced you are, when the writing is just not working for you. You sit down and you think you're going to write this amazing chapter or scene that's going to move your narrative forward. And then you sit down and you try to do it and it's just not functioning. So what do you do? I've dealt with this very problem this week and I couldn't write in a way that moved my manuscript forward. So what I did was I went back to even before I started writing, back to the pre-writing. And I mapped out the part that I'm writing in my manuscript. I mapped it all out again so I could see where this narrative was going. And then I was able to get back into the manuscript and start hammering away again. And I got to tell you, it worked. So if you face this kind of situation where you know the story in your mind, but when you sit down to write it, it's just not flowing. Go back to your pre-writing. Actually sit down and pre-write your story again as if you're doing it for the first time. Hey, you're stuck. What do you have to lose, right? So give that a try. I think you may find that inspiration could be waiting for you by going back to pre-writing. My goal with the book that I'm writing, which is a memoir of my search for my father's birth mother, someone nobody had heard from in my family in 60 years. The goal of the book I'm writing is to create the story, the book, that I wished was on my shelf when I was going through that experience. I want a book that's going to be relatable and is going to reach into the heart of people who have gone through similar circumstances. You find out a family secret, you investigate it further, it reveals other family secrets. How does the family react to it? What's the proper way? Or at least, has someone else gone through this and would they understand? That's the goal of the book I'm writing. One of the most beneficial changes I've made since quitting my corporate job to focus on my writing, specifically the manuscript I'm working on, is to work in two-hour blocks. I used to work in hour-long blocks. I used to say, okay, I have 9 until 10 this morning, and I'm going to work on chapter 15, and then from 10 to 11, I'm going to write a blog post, and then from 11 till 12, I'm going to go for a walk, and then from 12 to 1, I'm going to go back to chapter 15, and so on and so forth. I organized my day based on hours. That was a mistake, and I'm learning this now. It seems to be better to organize your day around two-hour blocks, and the change I've seen has been amazing. So I will get up in the morning, and from 5.30 until 7.30, that's a two-hour block of creative writing. And then maybe I'll have breakfast, and then from 8 until 10 in the morning, I will focus on marketing or my finances. I might write a blog post. And these two-hour time blocks seem to be perfect for focusing and getting the task done. And I've seen that happen with my writing. So I encourage you to look at your daily calendar and see if you can block out two hours of time to sit down and focus on writing. 
This week, when it comes to the manuscript for my book, which has a working title right now of For Him I Sing, I've decided to go back to the beginning from the first word of chapter one and scramble the timeline, completely break it up. Um, before I was writing a story that followed a linear timeline, so chronologically there was scene A followed by scene B followed by scene C. Now I want to make it a complete jumble, um, kind of the way you would watch a Christopher Nolan movie. If you've seen Dunkirk, Dunkirk is actually structured around a couple of events and it's all seen from different, those, those same events have been seen from different perspectives. I, I think that was really interesting. I found it inspiring and I've just decided, you know, maybe I'll give it a try for, uh, for my book. And I think it will make for a more interesting reading experience, you know, because you can reference an event in part one, and then the reader's going to be looking for that in part two and part three. It's almost like a hide and seek, uh, so to speak. And I also think it keeps the reader moving forward because the reader's going to be looking for other references to the event uh, that you mentioned only in part one. Um, and, um, and I, you know, it's also spurring my creativity. It, it is complicated, though. It's very challenging to write a non-linear timeline. It takes a lot of mapping and organization. So I've been working on that, but it, it also has taken um, my creativity, my writing, which hey, maybe it grew a little stale. I've written several drafts of this book. It's been all a linear chronological timeline, and... I was beginning to struggle with the latest draft. Now that I've done this, I have found my enthusiasm for the manuscript coming back. On the blog at pigeonseyeview.com, this week I'm working on a post that I hope to have up by Thursday about how my life has improved since I quit my corporate job three months ago. Um, I walked away, as some of you know, from a well-paying job that had all kinds of great benefits, you know, the salary and the, and the health care benefits, and of course the opportunity to climb the corporate ladder, uh, but I walked away from that several months ago, and I've seen my life improve in several ways, and I want to talk about that on the blog post. It's been challenging too, I mean, it isn't all positive, but I want to save those challenges for another post and focus just on the positive uh, improvements that I've seen in my life since I quit my job. I've also thrown some freelance magazine story ideas out there. I did that last week. The feedback I've gotten from at least one editor has been positive, so I need to wrap up those details so I can begin to work on those stories. So right now, here at my desk, it's a very exciting time heading into September.